Hey everyone, John Mark Comer here. Happy Monday, and welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for February 15th. It is cold outside, at least in Portland. Any of you listening from Southern California or Australia, where it is summer, hard to believe right now, or wherever, not for you, but for those of us Portlanders, it is cold and snowy, and there is ice all over, and the city is shut down. And I woke up this morning, and my first thought, or maybe not first thought, but very early on when I sat down on the couch with my morning coffee, was just, God, thank you that I'm warm and I'm dry and I'm indoors and I'm safe and we have power. A lot of Portlanders are without power due to the storm and I have food in my belly. Driving into the office this morning, there were houseless people in tents under a foot of snow and I just thought, man, the pain, God have mercy. But I just felt a deep kind of well in my spirit of gratitude. And that got me thinking about the writer Paul in the New Testament and the theme of gratitude in his writings. Paul is the most prolific writer in the New Testament, and gratitude is all over his corpus. Let me read you a small sampling just from the beginnings, the intros of a few of his letters. 1 Corinthians, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Messiah Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way. Or Ephesians chapter 1, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Or Philippians 1, I thank my God every time I remember you. And all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Then, of course, is Colossians. Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. What a great line, overflowing, like you just spill over with thankfulness. He goes on, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God, listen, with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That is just a sliver of the pie of all that Paul has to say about gratitude. Several centuries ago, the reformers in the West put Paul's theology of faith at the center of Protestant theology as a whole. Sola fide, or by faith alone, that is kind of the rally cry of the Protestant church over the last half a millennium in the West and beyond. And to be sure, faith is a major theme in Paul's writing, 
But I did not realize until, I don't know, a year or two ago that gratitude is, I would argue, just as major of a theme. And my theory is they are linked. They mutually reinforce each other. My theory is that gratitude for Paul is the practice by which we cultivate a heart of faith in all of our life all the time. After all, practices or spiritual disciplines in more traditional language are the way that we practice what is not in our power to do in order to become the kind of people who can eventually do what is currently not in our power, meaning you Use an athletic metaphor, right? You lift weights that are 20 pounds in order to eventually become the kind of person who can lift weights that are 100 pounds. You do what you can to eventually do what right now you can't. For us, translation, if you want to grow in faith, practice gratitude. You don't have enough faith to believe in God or believe for God or live with confidence for your future or step out or risk or to live by faith. Okay. Start right now with gratitude. Make a list of one or two or three things that you are grateful for. Say a prayer before the meal. Any of you can do that. As you fall asleep on your pillow, just thank God for a few things in your day. Any and all of us can practice gratitude. Because in gratitude, or through the practice of gratitude, we realize that life is a gift. That everything, as Paul writes in another spot, what, did you, what do you have that you did not receive? All of it. The Lord is our shepherd. I lack nothing in the language of Psalm 23, meaning somebody else is in charge of us. Somebody else is our protector and our provider, and we are under his care. We're not all alone. This isn't social Darwinism. This isn't survival of the fittest. This isn't look after number one. This is... We live in a Psalm 23 world. Life is a gift from his hand, every meal, every glass of water, and we're okay. We're here right now. If you're listening, you're okay at some level. In gratitude, we focus on what we do have in the present. It's the opposite of fear, where we focus on what we don't have in the future. And through the practice of gratitude, we ground our mind and our body in the now of God's love and care. And we take on the inner posture of a Psalm 23 kind of life. And just to remind you as we wind down, gratitude is both a practice and a posture. Practice, it's something we do. Um, you write it down in your rule of life or you put it on your iCal. Every morning, I start by writing out three things that I'm grateful to God for. Literally, number one, number two, number three on a little piece of paper inside my Bible. Every night after dinner, before we clean the kitchen, we go around the table and say something that we are grateful for. At the end of every Sabbath, what are you grateful for from this week? Like it's something you do. You literally schedule it in if you are that kind of a person. Person. It's a practice, but it's also a posture. It's something intangible and interior where we receive our life as it actually is, not as we wish it was, not as we are working to make it change to be, but as it actually is as a gift. Christian psychologists talk a lot about two 
basic postures, gratitude or grasping. Grasping is where we're either kind of grabbing for something that we want in life or the inverse is true, kind of pushing away something that we don't want. So much of our thoughts, so much of our speech, so much of what we do with our body, our money, our time is either grabbing for what we want or pushing away what we don't want. I want this. I don't want that. Get closer to me. Get away from me. That's so often how we run roughshod through life and even over other people. And it's not all bad to wake up in the morning and say, I want this. Let me go after it. And I don't want this. Let me avoid that at all costs. That's not all bad. The problem is what happens when your best strategies all crash and burn? All of us face moments, most of us every single day, where we don't get what we want or we get what we don't want where we can't grab and we can't push away. What then, when we have to face the reality of our life, do we rage, do we scream, do we manipulate other people, do we lie, cheat, steal, do we bully, do we get out of something, or do we adopt a whole other posture? Is there a place in that for gratitude? That God, somehow you're at work in this, and I'm not a determinist, doesn't mean it's from God, but God's at work and God is with me and thank you for what I do have. It's been said that the first half of life is about accomplishment. The second is about acceptance. In the first half, you're building the life you want. and the second, you're coming to peace with the life you have. That's an oversimplification because there's a lot of accomplishment in the second half of life and a lot of acceptance in the first half. But there's something to that. The more we mature, the more we have to face the reality of life as it actually is. And we have to find the goodness of God in the life we actually have. Not the life we wish we had. Not the life we feel we deserve to have. Not the life we thought we would have. Not the life we expected to have, but the life we actually have. The same is true for the day before you today. What's on your docket for today? How do you feel about today? Happy, grateful, mad? Is it something you want, don't want, have made peace with, have not made peace with? Find the goodness of God in the day before you, the day you actually have. Not the day you wish you had or the day you feel you deserve to have. Not the day that right now in the morning you plan out, but the day as it actually comes to you, find the goodness of God in it because the goodness of God is all over it. And no matter what comes, and there will be pain that you need to lament most likely, if not in today, then in the coming week or month or year. That's okay. That's a healthy other practice. But where's the goodness of God in your life today? As it actually is and as it actually comes to you and unfolds one hour at a time, find the goodness and give thanks and let God grow you into a heart and a posture where you live by faith and you receive all that is good from your good shepherd's hand. Let's just take a moment to end. Very simple. Holy Spirit, come. Ground us in our bodies. Ground us in the now. Our minds are so often out of our bodies and out of the moment, in the past, in the present, racing back and forth, driving us to fear or entitlement or anger. 
invite you just in this moment to let go of all of the inner videos of the past and the present, the inner emotions of resentment or fear, or anger, or worry. Just attend to your breathing. Just breathe in and out. Realize that even the breath is a gift of God. You did not earn this breath. You did not pay for it. You did not vote for it. You did not engineer it. And it's not a human right. It's a divine gift. Just receive the breath as the love of God for you. And now just take a few moments the quiet and your mind's eye to name three things that you are grateful for today. Not three things you want or three things you don't want, but three things you have. What did you have? That, what do you have that you did not receive? And just say, God, thank you for Receive this day as a gift, and we love you. Let us live overflowing with thankfulness. <laughs>